Hey family, this is Joshua Jones. My wife, Lindsay, and I have the honor of being the lead followers of Way Family Church right here in Edmond, Oklahoma. Thank you for taking a minute to tune in. We pray the message gives you a different perspective about Jesus, His gospel, and what living life in His kingdom is all about. Take notes, listen intently, and be blessed. I hope so. I'm not sure where I'm going yet, so I'd like to be honest with you. I do have a few notes. I do have a few notes. Bless you, Jesus. I was telling our team, and even I think as we open up our gathering today, that um, this is the week of starting the day that starts Passion Week, the day that Jesus really began to make his way toward the cross. And so what Sunday is this? Everybody say, this is Palm Sunday. Come on, this is Palm Sunday. I do have a friend. He thought it had to do with this right here. I love that. Um, he was so genuine. He was like, I, I didn't know why they called it Palm Sunday. I was like, I went to church for probably 20 plus years. I didn't know why they called it Palm Sunday either. I don't know if that's because I was a poor listener or I had bad teaching, but one of those was true. Probably both of those are true where I grew up. But um, So today is Palm Sunday, and essentially what that means is, is we'll probably read a passage about that here as we talk about Jesus today, but... Jesus making his way to the cross, riding on a donkey, and some things happen that are significant to every person that considers himself to be a part of the family of faith. And so I just want to share some of those thoughts with you. If you brought your owner's manuals, we'll look at Matthew chapter 21, I do believe. Matthew 21. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew chapter 21. You guys ready? Here we go. Now when they drew near, my wife, when she got off the stage, she said, please keep it short. I'm like, okay, babe. Ain't, ain't on me. Hey, if, if y'all if y'all respond better, I keep it short. If y'all ain't saying nothing, I'm like, okay, gonna be a long message today. But <clears throat> a day with the Lord is like a thousand years, and a sermon at the way is likened unto it. Y'all ready? <laughs> now, when they drew near to Jerusalem and came, which, by the way, let me just do this. So, in Matthew's gospel, he just got done healing two blind men at this portion and telling a lot of parables talking about the fact that you know a grain of wheat's going to fall into the ground and die that's actually john's gospel um but we also know that leading up to the triumphal entry he had also just raised lazarus from the dead and you think that everybody was excited about jesus and what he was doing but really everybody wasn't excited about what jesus was doing a lot of people were but the religious leaders weren't because Jesus kept tipping over their religious cows, okay? Everything that they had spent over a thousand years putting up, Jesus comes, watch this, with a gavel of love and is tipping these things over. And so here we are after three and a half years of ministry. Jesus is making his way toward Jerusalem. He knows he's going to the cross. Not a lot of other people know that, but he's making his way. And usually in the Gospels, you find Jesus, when people want to really just tell who he was, whether it was a demon or whether people wanted to make him king, Jesus would really refrain them from doing that. He would go hide, but here is a little bit different, and I want you to catch this. Now, when they drew near Jerusalem and they came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples. Everybody say two disciples. And he said to them, go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Everybody say donkey. Now say colt. 
Is that your boulder? That's a nice boulder. Y'all slow. Y'all slow. <laughs> Y'all anyway, keep on going. That just came to me. That was, that was a revelation right there. But anyway, he found a donkey tied and a colt with her. And he said to them, loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. And all this was done so that it could be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, this is from Zechariah chapter 9, a few hundred years before this. He said, saying, tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you. That's not a, that's not a, a statement that makes you think, okay, he's coming to me. But the next part is, because we know how kings come in, but Jesus is coming in a way that wasn't very kingly. Your king is coming to you, but here's how he's coming. Everybody say lowly. Mm-hmm. And sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. Lowly just, it's, in, in the Greek it's the word pros, but it, it means um, gentle, uh, mild, humble. Uh, one, one definition said unassuming. Jesus showed great power but he did it through humility. He's coming lowly and sitting on the colt of a donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and they brought the donkey and the colt, and they laid their clothes on them and set Jesus on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. I mean, you were talking um, maybe not thousands, but definitely hundreds of people throwing their outer garments on the street and ahead of Jesus. Others began to cut down branches from the trees and spread them all over the road. This would have been you know, a sight to see. And the multitudes who went before and those who followed after were crying out, saying, Hosanna, the son of David. Hosanna, son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now, they are quoting from Psalms 118, verse 26, another messianic psalm, if you will. Hosanna, son of David. Remember, was David Jesus' father? (laughs) Hosanna, son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna means Lord, save now. Lord, save now. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, who is this? So the multitude said, oh, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. And he would go on from there to cleanse the temple. Don't want to read all of it, but you know, he flipped some tables over. Made more people upset with him. Finally, the religious leaders can't take it anymore in verse 16. They said, let me just read verse 15. The chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that Jesus did, and they saw the children crying out in the temple. And the children were saying, Hosanna to the son of David. And they were indignant. So they said to him, do you hear what these children are saying? And Jesus said to them, yes, have you never read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants? You have perfected praise. 
And then he left them and went out to the city of Bethany and he lodged there. And he would go on and he would curse a fig tree and just miracles and just, you know, very unusual things were happening around Jesus. Father, thank you for your word today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I want to say some things today that may make your mind and your heart think for a little bit, but that's okay. I think it's okay to think in church. I want to... I hope I've spent my last day of my life trying to get a breakthrough. Anyway, there's people all over our city right now telling me, you got to get a breakthrough. They've been doing They've been trying to get a breakthrough for 27 years. Never got a breakthrough. Well, if they get a breakthrough, they lose it by the time they get in their car. The one who breaks through lives in us. You understand? The breaker has come. I want us to see Jesus for who he really is. Understand that Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus the Christ, was the son of Mary. When you open up the Gospels outside of Matthew, they really start taking you outside of John, rather. They really lead you into the genealogy of Christ. I don't know if you've ever tried to spend time reading about all the begots in the Bible. Like, um, I begot about twice and I, and, and I be skip. You start reading, this man begot this man, and this man begot this man, and this man begot this man, and it's all men and their kids, who their kids were. When you get to Jesus, it doesn't say Joseph begot Jesus. It actually does something very uncommon, and it would have been against the cultural norm of their day. It actually says Mary, the mother of Jesus, and it leaves Joseph out of it. That was a no-no, by the way, because Jesus was born of a what? Virgin. So his stepfather would have been Joseph. His mother would have been Mary. Do you know that all the days of Jesus, he was considered a bastard child? We don't even know who your dad is. That, that, that was so shocking that Joseph almost, he made the decision to put Mary away privately because he knew it could have cost her her life. But he trusted an angel in a dream that this was really God's son, which that brother got way more faith than me. I'm just telling you. <laughs> you want to talk about, he should have made it in Hebrews 11. I'm just telling you. The hall of faith, he should have been the first one they talked about. <laughs> I can believe the part in the Red Sea, the dead. I can believe all that stuff, but that we got issues, Mary. Come on, let's talk. We're going to be on the Jerry Springer show, and you are. No, that's Mari Povich. Anyway, Mari Povich, the Mari Povich show. Isn't that the one you told me you like to watch? Mari Povich was it? Okay, okay, okay. You are not the father. This is Jesus. This was Jesus. For all of his life, he would have grew up in the home where his stepfather was a carpenter. Uh, in, the, in the Greek, it's tecton. It really means they worked with stones. He, they didn't really build wood tables a lot in the days of Jesus. They would have built stone tables in the days of Jesus. His hands would have probably been a bit callous. He grew up building things with his hands. A few people knew who Jesus was. Mary, his mother, would have known. Joseph, his stepdad, would have known. Elizabeth would have known. Zacharias, these are the parents of John the Immerser or Baptizer, they would have known who he was. 
What was the old man's name in the temple that spoke a word over him? Was it Simeon? Simeon would have known. And what was the old lady's name? Annas. She would have known. And a few shepherds. Jesus wasn't, it wasn't like the pictures, you know, on our grandma's wall, like where they see Jesus walking in the crowd with a halo over his head. It was not like that. Even though Jesus was very famous, there were still people in his lifetime that didn't know who he was. So much so that when Judas Iscariot sold him out, they said, how are we going to know which man he is? And when they went to get him in the garden of Gethsemane, he said, he'll be the one that I walk up to and on the cheek. You'll know that's him. I said, okay, okay. So Jesus didn't glow. (laughs) He, Isaiah said he was a lot like Matthew and Josh, right? He was a lot like, like Marcus. He was a lot like David. He was a lot like Peter. He was one of us. And for the first 30 years of his life, he spent a very, he, he was a very submissive to his parents, young man, learning the trade, learning his culture. But we do know at least by the age of 12, he had a revelation that he was God's son. His parents go up to uh, the feast. Of, I believe it was a feast of Passover, if I make no mistake. They go up to the feast and they hang out there for a few days. And, you know, I mean, there's thousands and hundreds of thousands of people in his day would have been there. And they're just assuming Jesus is somewhere amongst them. They start making their way back home. And it took them three days to find out, we don't, we don't got our kid. <laughs> DHS would have been on them so fast today. I'm talking about, and they'd have been on another Jerry Springer show right there. Like, it took them three days to know that they lost God. <laughs> Parents of the year, not you, Mary and Joseph. Like, you, how do you lose God? How do you lose the one who feels all in all? How do you lose, how do you lose the one who holds all creation in his hand? And you lost him. This was Jesus. At the age of 30, it is time for the Christ to really manifest himself. Jesus had a cousin by the name of John who would have been in line to be a very special priest in his day. John actually walked away from the priesthood and went and spent a number of years living in the wilderness with a company of people that are more famously known as for the Essenes. And he was raised by them. He was groomed in the things of God by them. And one day, John, after years of solitude, steps foot out of the wilderness and he's preaching the message, Matthew. And the message was, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Most theologians believe that John the Baptist spent the first 30 years of his life in hiding. And he spent six months in ministry. But in six months, he shook up his whole region. And in six months, without performing one miracle, raising one person from the dead, John the Baptist shook up his region. And every once in a while, while baptizing people, he would come out with this this part. He would say, you know, I'm baptizing you guys in water to repentance. He said, but there's coming somebody after me. And everybody's like, what's he talking about? And he would just keep baptizing. And months later, he would say, there, there's, I'm baptizing in water, but that's coming somebody after me. He's going to immerse you in fire. Yeah. I ain't want nobody to hold me down in fire. Yeah. I'm like, well, you tell me when you see him coming, John, because I'm going to the other church. I ain't going to that ministry. And one day, John, John is just baptizing people. 
And standing in the Jordan, he's looking over these hills and he sees this silhouette of his cousin coming. And he says something that has never been said of any other man to walk the face of the earth. John the Immerser looks at him and he gives direction in his speech. Behold, if I say behold, you're going to do this. If I say behold, behold means to look, glance this way, set your gaze here. He says, behold the what of God, the Lamb of God, who what? takes away the sin of the world. Nobody had, no man, Matthew, had ever been called a lamb. Doesn't that sound like a beautiful statement? The lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It sounds beautiful to us 2022 years later, but in that day, it was a gory statement. Lambs were slain. Why would you call this man a lamb? Come on now. Come on now. And here comes Jesus Christ stepping down into the Jordan River at a sinner's baptism. The only problem was Jesus had never sinned. Why are you coming to a sinner's baptism when you've never sinned? And he steps foot in the water with John and John knew exactly who he was. And John locked eyes with him and John said, you come to me to be baptized by me. He said, but I need to be baptized by you. You don't even deserve to be in these waters. You never done nothing wrong. I do, and these people do, but not you. He said, I need to be baptized by you. And Jesus said to him, he said, John, baptize me because I'm fixing to fulfill all righteousness. No, no, no. Hold your applause. Listen to this. Every ounce of righteousness for every human being, past, present, and future, for all eternity that they have missed, I'm fixing to fulfill all of it. Baptize me. And the Son of God, sinless as he was, this is why we're going to do baptism at the end of the month here. (laughs) This is why baptism is so important. They baptized a sinless man because by way of hypostatic union by, by God and humanity just mingling in one body, they baptized him, symbolizing really us. And he comes up out of the water. You have the Son of God, a sinless man in a sinner's baptism, being baptized. The Son of God is coming up out of the water, and the Father is so excited. How many of you guys went to graduation, and they told you, parent, don't say nothing until the graduation is done? Yeah, right. When my boy walks the stage, I'm going to say, that's my boy. Even at all the, all the soccer games I've taken honor to, they say, now, parent, don't you be shouting, please. You better you, go, go set yourself down. I'm shouting. I'm the loudest parent at every game I've ever been to. Lindsay, don't even stand near me. I'm like, my God, come stand near. I'm, I'm, I'm Dwayne Johnson. Stand near me, girl. Like, let me do it. Right? So Jesus is getting baptized, and the father can't take it. He says, that's my boy. I'm so pleased with you. That's my son. That's my son. And Holy Spirit says, I got to go now. And Holy Spirit comes and he, he rests on Jesus' shoulder. And the Trinity at one place, at one moment on the earth, met in that river. See, I always say you got to be careful where the Trinity meets because anywhere they stay too long really does become heaven. And then a lot of people got witness that day that this is God's son. Forty days shortly after Jesus leaves there, comes out of the wilderness... And then he starts causing what I call righteous riots. 
Jesus had a little hood in him. Now, his first miracle, he didn't raise the dead. He took water to wine. I'll bless you with that revelation. He stayed at parties. Love party. Love the good party. Jesus always rode deep. He was never alone. If Jesus came to your house, he's going to have 12 men. So if you broke, don't call me to come eat. I don't, I'm, I'm coming and I'm bringing a crew. That's Jesus. And anywhere he went, a crowd would follow him. Not a crew, but a crowd was probably going to follow him. This was Jesus. He did things that were not culturally acceptable. Like meeting prostitutes in the middle of the day at Wells. One, men and women didn't do that. Jesus said, I don't care about what your culture is. I'm showing you what my father is like. And everything Jesus did... He didn't do it just as a savior. Everything he did and said, he did it to show us what the father was really like because humanity had misunderstood God because of the way we viewed the old covenant. We had just got so misconstrued. God was misconstrued in our minds. So the religious rulers of Jesus' day were stoning people to death. Forbidding people to come close in the temple, keeping people at certain places, creating all these schisms, requiring perfection by lifestyle to be accepted by God. And the reality was that they were not even acceptable by their lifestyle. And it's like God's like, I, I'm tired of it. So God comes through his son to show us what he was really like. So when you see Jesus doing things, don't just see Jesus doing things. See the Father in Jesus doing things. Jesus said, when you see me, you see my? The works that I do, I don't just do them. They're the Father's works. The words you hear me say, they're not even mine. They're really from him. So the lady in John 8, who they want to stone, it's not just Jesus stopping them from stoning a woman. It is the Father saying, I refuse to let you take rocks and crush my daughter's skull. It ain't happening. When you see Jesus healing blind Bartimaeus, it is not just the Savior healing the blind man. It is the Father saying, I refuse to let you stay blind, son. I want you to see the son I created for you. I want you to see the, 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 the beautiful, the beauty that's in, that's, in, that's in the lily of the field. I want you to see that. Right? You got to see the Father moving through the Son. And for three and a half years, Jesus really showed us what the Father was like. So how would the father really treat a prostitute? Well, it depends on who you talk to. If you talk to somebody, boy, that was really scripture-driven, boy, they're going to, I'll tell you how they're going to treat them. Dead. I'll tell you how Brother Moses would have treated them. Look, I knew, we, I, we had a deacon Moses in my dad's church. Yes, sir. Y'all don't know about those old maroon-colored vests they would wear. Mighty God, boy. I know you was old covering when I saw your vest. Here comes Jesus. Putting the Father's nature on display for all to see. Instead of telling the leper to shout unclean away, Jesus comes and, 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 and the Greek word, I don't remember how to pronounce it. It doesn't mean that he just touched them. It meant that he embraced them and he clung to them. Just boom, come here. He touched the untouchables. And he welcomed the unwelcomables. 
People that were nothing like Jesus, like Jesus. And Jesus liked people that were nothing like him. I said, Jesus liked people that were nothing like him. And those that were nothing like Jesus, like Jesus. See, there are people that may hate organized church and organized religion. But they really would not dislike Jesus. And it does the church of Jesus Christ no good if people, watch this, love the face but hate the body. I always say this about, come on, ladies or men. If I said, I love your face but I don't like your body, how will that make you feel? Jesus is the head of the church, which we are the body. And they love the face, but they just hate the body. But I just choose to believe that God is raising up a righteous remnant who we don't see things the way folks used to see things. I'm not trying to see things based on the scripture. I want to see them based on Jesus and let Jesus teach me how to view the scriptures. This guy for three and a half years, I'm telling you, he just tipped over stuff. and, and Man, the religious crowd hated him. I mean, he was having picnic parties for over 5,000 people. A day, listen, a week in the life of Jesus, I'm going to be on a boat because he liked fishing. I knew he was a Christian. I knew he was. He liked fishing. Now, he liked mountain climbing. I don't do, <laughs> I don't do that stuff right there, boy. I'm, woo. Walking in deserts. Going to parties. <laughs> I really like this dude, Jesus. Hanging out with kids. He loves prayer. None of the disciples of Jesus were preachers. He didn't say, let me go down to the seminary of Galilee because I hear Peter's preaching. Oh, man, I want you to be on my missions team, Peter. No. Give me the fussing. Cussing, hardcore fishermen, what political zealot. He went and picked po- politicians to be on his team. You know why? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I, I see Jesus move outside of church. The hardest people that I've ever had to see God do anything through was Christians. But I can go downtown, Tiffany, and find people that have never been to church a day in their life, and a, and a miracle just happened. Now, they might cuss in the process, but they don't fake it. I'll never forget praying for a guy downtown at the little bridge down there by Harkins Theater. Somebody pray for your hand, man. He's like, man, I don't believe in that. Bleep. I said, it's okay, man. He believes in you. No, he did. He's like, all right, then. (laughs) Hold on. You want me to make it churchy? I could well, glory to God, brother. Just let me just pray for your hand. He loves you. It'll happen that way. That's why people, that's why they hate the body but love the face. Prayed for him. I said, man, how's your hand? But he says, what the F did you do to my hand, man? Feels good. <laughs> the God that you said you didn't believe in believes in you. And he didn't let your unbelief in him keep his love from you. That's what church does. But we serve the God that'll say, I'll come over any mountain to find you. 
I'll come through any sin to get to you. Come on, your nasty attitude doesn't push me away from you. Because God says your sin is not an issue for me. Your sin is an issue for you. And your sin does not keep you separated from me. That's old covenant too. Because what shall separate me from the love of God? No height, no depth, nothing alive, nothing dead, nothing present, nor anything to come. Paul said, I am persuaded that nothing shall separate me from the love of God. And is sin an issue? No, because sin has already been dealt with. I just read John 1, 29. Behold, the Lamb of God that came to take away the sin of the world. That was 2,022 years ago, and we still hanging out at the old bathwater of where we used to be. Get over it. Well, I don't feel forgiven. Man, good. I don't feel a lot of stuff. I don't feel forgiven. I'm glad that what this man did was deeper than my feelings. You understand that? You can tell when Jesus was in the city because they would be the after effects, the ripple effects of his coming was there. And after three years of ministry, he's getting ready for his last week. On one occasion when he fed, I don't know which gospel writer it is, but he fed the 5,000. And the Bible said they wanted to by force make him king. He ran and hid. I know some preachers. If you wanted to make them, they'd be like, hey, here I am right here. Set me on a horse and ride me through town. TBN, I've been trying to get on TBN. Not Jesus. Not Jesus. He, Jesus would heal people, and he would say, don't go tell nobody. I'd have been like, look, here's my business card, man. Give it to all your boys. Just like, give, pass it out, pass it out. Pass it. Tell them I'm here. 1801 South Kelly. Not Jesus. But on this time, Matthew, it's Passion Week. You have to understand, Jesus knew what was happening. And it's Passover. You know what Passover is? Passover, they had been celebrating for, I don't know, 1,500 years or take, give or take. It's when the children of Israel, Hebrews, were in Egypt for 430 plus years. But God comes to get them out by raising up a man named Moses, known as the Deliverer. And God sent 10 plagues, nine mainly through the land, and nothing happened. He sent frogs. The first frog my wife would have sent, she'd be like, let him go. <laughs> a frog. I'm like, it's a frog. <laughs> you want to see revival? Let a frog out in the church, boy. Anyway, God was turning dust to lice, nothing. Water to blood, nothing. All these plagues. And then he takes the meekest of plagues. He says, the last thing I do now, it's going to work. I want you to go get a lamb. Why do you want me to do that? Go get a lamb. Get as many people as you can in your house. Take that lamb. Kill that lamb. Slit that lamb's throat. Take that lamb's blood. Go to the door of your house. Put it on the upper and the side post. Put it on the upper and the side post. No, you see the crawl? Put it on the upper and the side post. And eat as much of that lamb as you can. This is in the Bible. And don't let none of it remain till morning. Whatever you don't eat, burn it. They ate the eyes of the lamb, the tongue of the lamb, the leg of the lamb, everything. 
Because you got to have the eyes of Christ. You got to have the speech of Christ. The heart of Christ. Ate everything. Whatever doesn't, whatever you don't eat, burn. Get rid of it. Because tonight, an angel's coming through. And when the angel came through the land, the Egyptians thought that the Hebrews were insane. An angel comes through the land. He said, wherever he sees the blood on the upper and side post, he'll pass over. But wherever he doesn't see blood, he's killing the firstborn of every house. And then he said, this is in the Bible. He says, from the man who sits on the throne, I'm taking his firstborn. And the lady who lives behind the wheel, I'm taking her firstborn. Animals and humans alike. Boom. And God comes through. A lamb. And Israel would celebrate that day as a reminder of what God did for them through a lamb and it shed blood. Well, Passover's coming up, and here's Jesus. Jesus, for the first, well, 33 years of his life, was celebrating Passover, knowing that one day he would be the lamb. Because they already called him the lamb of God. That takes away what? Watch the beauty and the progressiveness of the revelation of redemption. In the Garden of Eden, you had a lamb for a man. One for you, Adam. One for you, Eve. In the book of Exodus, watch the progression. You have a lamb for a house. Get as many people as you can in the house. Put the blood on the upper and the side post. A lamb for a man in Eden and a lamb for a house in Exodus. By the time you get to Leviticus, it's a lamb for a nation. And by the time you get to Jesus, he says, this isn't the lamb of God that takes away the sin of a man. This isn't the lamb of God that takes away the sin of a house. This isn't the lamb of God that takes away the sin of a nation. This is the lamb of God. That is coming to take away the sin. Watch this. It's not earth. The sin of the whole cosmos. I'm going to assume it all. Give it to me. And here's Jesus. Here's Jesus. He finally tells the disciples. It's Passover time. Go into the city. You're going to find a a donkey tied there with a coat. Bring them to me. They go get it. Bring it back. They take off their apostolic robes. They lay it on the donkey. And the Bible says they set Jesus on the donkey. They set him on. He's riding the donkey. I mean, with the, the, the Savior swag, just hanging off the side. You know what I mean? It's Jesus. I don't know why he did that, but just hanging off. And he normally is quieting people, Matthew, but not this time. Why do you do, why do, you do this? Because there's a 500-year-old prophecy I got to fulfill. And he reached back in time. He said, I'm coming for you, Zechariah. Because he wanted Zion to know, your king is coming. How's he coming? Low. And sitting on a donkey. And, and three and a half years of life are fixing to culminate in the next few days. And as Jesus starts coming into the city of Jerusalem, you got to understand Rome, Rome had oppressed Israel. There was so much contention. They had guards on every every plot of ground in the nation of Israel and well, not in the city of Jerusalem mainly in Jesus's day they were waiting for a revolt because Rome did not play Rome would kill you so fast understand Rome killed hundreds of thousands of people on crosses not just Jesus and enjoyed doing it Jesus was already considered to be a rebel the Jews hated him his own people and Rome didn't like him as well and here they come coming into the city and they start saying something they never said about nobody else they started saying Hosanna The son of David. Because the prophet of old had spoken that there would never fail a man in the lineage of David to sit on the throne. They hadn't said that in a long, long time. 
But this is not just any man of David. This is the son of the beloved. This is the son of David. Hosanna, Lord, save us now. From who? Rome. You got to be the one. You raising the dead. You giving sight to the blind. You multiplying fish and bread. You walking on water. You're speaking the wind and the waves and it's listening to you. It has to be you. Save us now. And people are throwing clothes on the road and people are cutting palm branches from trees and beginning to lay them down and they're just waving them. This is something they only did for kings. But the only problem was Rome to believe there was only one king. And it wasn't this Jewish carpenter. And it just kept in front of Jesus and behind him. Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the son of David. Hosanna! And the Pharisees can't take it. This is the, this is the pious, the religious peacocks of their day. Silence the people. And the adults, because we adults, we fear things, but not the kids. The kids kept going on. The kids kept saying, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Is the Lord coming in his own name? And Jesus said, have you not read the scriptures? Out of the mouth of babes, I will perfect praise. By the way, if I tell them to be quiet. And Jesus always told people not to tell who it was. But in this moment, with me fulfilling scripture, if I tell them to be quiet. Jesus proved that wind and waves have ears. Because he spoke and they listened. He also proved that mountains have ears. He said, you can talk to it, it'll listen. And he's fixing to prove that rocks have mouths. He said, if I tell them to be quiet, Ben, I'm telling you all the rocks in Israel in my vicinity will begin to cry out what they're crying out. And for once, he said, I'm not stopping them. And they had enough. Come on, Taylor, if you're in here. <laughs> I... I, I I struggle thinking of like just the wonder of Jesus, like why he did what he did. I could have thought of a lot, but man, if it had been me, I, I got you. I, I'm telling you, I'm coming in. I'm coming in on a white stallion with wings, with angels flying behind me, with trumpets just like on TBN. And I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to have, I'm going to have them. I'm going to have banners flying behind the horses that says, this is the king. I could have thought of a thousand better ways to do it. But that's the way earthly kings think. We rule with military might. But not Jesus. He's the mystery of the baby in Bethlehem. That while crying for milk from his mom. At the same time he was crying for milk. He's the one that was still holding the cosmos together with his hands. While his mom was holding him in her arms, he is what Paul wrote about in Colossians 1. In him all things consist, Matthew, and they're held together. The baby that could not even change his diaper was still holding the stars in place and the sun and moon with nothing but his words. This is Jesus. While this baby boy at the age of 12, let me say it this way, was learning about the Torah at the age of 12, being taught by the Pharisees. At the same time, he is the one who's looking around thinking, I made all of this anyway. 
The rabbis that were teaching Jesus, the truth is they might have been trying to teach him, but yet they did not understand that Acts 17, 28 says that in Jesus they were living, moving, and having their being in him, even though they were teaching him. This is a mystery. As Mary nursed Jesus, she did not understand that the milk that you were giving him is the very milk that he gave you to give him in the first place. This is Jesus. Understand that God is sufficient to himself and he lacks nothing and nothing exists outside of God. This is that Jesus coming, riding in on Palm Sunday, as it were. (laughs) And people are shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. And he's thinking, I'm going to be that lamb in about seven days that they they sacrifice. And for once, Matthew, he received the worship of people. But he did it lowly. Isaiah said, he would be like a lamb before his shears, dumb. He would not even open his mouth. Not because he couldn't. He had to be careful. Remember, and we'll get there next week, when they finally came to get Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, they were still confused. Judas kissed him. That should have been the sign. And they said, we're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus says, I am he. And when he spoke that, over 500 men flew backwards. You understand? You know what's in the Bible? He said, I am he. And just poof. If it had been me, I'd have been like, I'm out, boss. Peace. Peace out. Not me. They didn't take Jesus' life from him. He was willfully laying it down. Watch, watch, watch it. Jesus didn't up oh, spill his blood. He willfully shed his blood. He said, no man takes my life from me. No man takes my life from me. I'm going to lay it down. This is who I am. This is who I am. Stand to your feet with me. So we sing Hosanna in the high, highest. May our King be lifted up.
this morning, I don't have a palm branch um, to wave, but I can give him my, my adoration of my heart. I can give him my thank you. And I'm telling you the same way he rode in lowly. I'm going to tell you how he's going to show up in your community. Riding through lowly you. He ain't going to show up in Home Depot riding on a coat anymore. He's going to show up riding in on us. Because we're his people. We're his people. I tell you, this is the gospel. This is the gospel. I want to pray for you today. We all want to pray with you. If you're in this room today and you don't know my best friend, I would love to introduce him to you. (laughs) He's absolutely wonderful. He's absolutely wonderful. If you don't know Jesus, I would love to play a small part in introducing him to you. You'll know if what I'm saying is true because you'll feel it right here in your heart. If you just want to know him and live in a living relationship with him, it's a really simple thing to do. Scripture says this, we repent, we change the way that we think. And in so doing, by confession of your faith, we're saved, watch this, by God's grace, through faith. You know the work of God is? Believing on the Lord Jesus. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't just need Jesus to save me from my sins. I need Jesus to save me from me. I need him to save me from me. And to give me hope and to teach me about the beauty of his father. If that's you, I just want you to repeat this prayer with me. And I would love to chat with you at the service for a few moments if that really is you and you mean this with your heart. Come on, wait, family. Let's do this together. Say, Lord Jesus, today we see you as you are you are the king of Zion today we wave our branches (laughs) as a sign of gratefulness I receive your life in my heart and I know you'll keep me even when I can't keep myself You are my savior. You are my king. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for taking a moment to listen in to what Jesus is doing right here at Way Family Church in Edmond, Oklahoma. If you want to be a part of helping us to continue to share the gospel and get it out to as many people as we can, you can do that via Cash App at dollar sign way family church or you can visit our website at wayfamilychurch.com and click on the giving tab for more information about way family church you can connect with us on all social media platforms or simply go to wayfamilychurch.com be blessed